I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. So I have a friend who I've known for almost two decades. I went to high school with this kid, and he's really a good person, and he was my best man in my wedding when I married you. Mm-hmm. And... um He's been with his partner for just about the same length of time that you and I have been together. Yes. But he was a little more gun-shy than we were. We. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's funny about that? What do you mean, we? You're the one that wasn't gun-shy. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I knew what I wanted. Well, that's good. And mm. you were much more recently out of a relationship than I was and still... You were more experienced with this whole marriage thing. Yeah. The part where you actually get married. But Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway. We, we diverse. Digress. <laughs> my brain had a glitch. I'm like, no, that's not the word. I hate when my brain has a glitch. It has a lot of glitches right now, but go ahead. <laughs> Your friends. So they have been talking about getting married since you and I got married. Yes. And the house that we had rented, a giant house up above Lake Tahoe, we housed like half of our wedding party and half of our family that was coming to visit. And, you know, yeah, it was a little touristy, but it was still huge and great. Mm -hmm. They saw that and they said, ooh, this was really cool. We should do a destination wedding too. How much did you pay for this house? <laughs> <laughs> and when we told them they didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. But... They still kept that idea of destination wedding. Right. And so my friend, who, you know, never stays in one place very long. No. Never holds a job for very long. He holds a lot of jobs. He holds a in lot succession. of jobs in succession. Yes, he's, he's like the serial monogamist of employment. <laughs> he's got one job at a time, and he does each job really, really well, but he doesn't like to stay still. Right. So they never really had long enough in one place to settle down and plan. Plan the wedding in between jobs. In between jobs, in between moves, in between everything. So recently he moved to Minneapolis mm -hmm. where he had lived before. And when Doma passed, they were like, all right, we, we totally need to just get this done. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of waiting and my good friend kept changing jobs and changing jobs. And he works in industry and he works in logistics. So he tends to work in a lot of industrial or governmental positions. And he had just gotten a new job and was bidding for his time off, you know, the process of, you know, unionized, seniority-based requests for leave of absence and preferred vacation times and so on. And he comes up on this two-week stretch that he's been able to get off. Time to get married. And he texted his partner and said, okay, you need to get two weeks of leave starting next week. <laughs> his partner's used to him. His partner's used to this. Because, you know... Did you <laughs> all all the rest of us are used to this. So, you know, this is just kind of the way things work out for them. He finds out a week in advance, or maybe it was two. I think it was two weeks. Two weeks in advance. Two weeks in advance. Not it, enough time for us. Not enough time for us. We've got kids. We've got 
you know, all this stuff. And your job has specific things that happen at specific times that you can't change. I can't change when my kids' concerts have been scheduled weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. I can't say, sorry kids, I know I sent your parents home notes, but we're going to reschedule your concert because one of my best friends is getting married. It wasn't going to work. Because just that short of notice, and it was also a destination wedding. It was going to be on an island in a Pacific Bay that needed a ferry to reach, and we were not going to be able to catch a plane there in time to catch a ferry there in time to catch the ceremony. We were not going to be able to schedule kids to be in the places they needed to be. Yes, and get that... childcare for all of this because we were scheduled to have them on that weekend. They they had their visitation schedule pretty solidly set. And so we were not going to be able to make the actual ceremony, but the boys kind of knew that that would happen. They were a little disappointed that of the two musicians they knew, neither of us would be able to attend, and so they would not be able to have any live music. Mm -hmm. But they were able to get their nuclear families to attend, and any friends who could make it could make it. And then they decided those that couldn't, they would have a reception separately. Yes. Back at their house. Back at their house a week after. So they had a wedding, and then they had a honeymoon, and then they went back home and hosted a reception. Yes. And that we were able to attend. Yes. We were also able to get to their house, get the car keys, and go back to the airport and get them. <laughs> That is how it went. Yes. We we found out they put this event on Facebook and said, can you guys come to our reception? And I said, wait a minute. I think we can actually go to this thing. Whoa. We had to do some the usual fancy footwork of here's the kids where they're supposed to be. And then here's the backup A and here's the backup B. And then here's who's going to drive this kid that place and all that kind of stuff. Yes, because with child care... We need to make sure that if, for example, usually we are the backup if somebody gets sick or somebody has other obligations, the kids just come home to us. They do, like this weekend. Well, I don't want to think about that right now. Hmm. They weren't going to be able to come home to us because we weren't going to be home. And so we had to schedule backups for backups for backups. And even that fell into place just like in a few phone calls. Yeah. And so it was just like the universe said, you're going to Minneapolis now. Woohoo. I know everybody at work was like, you went on vacation? Where are you going? Minnesota. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Coming up on winter and you're going to Minnesota. Huh. Yep. That's what I do. Um, yeah. Okay. It was a way. It was good. a way. I was good, I was good with that. <laughs> so we got online and we ordered plane tickets and even that was easy. Like it was crazy to me just how easy all of this was because nothing's ever easy for us. I ever. think it, it seemed easier to you. I was still feeling stressed, but I was having a lot of stress at work. And You were. And you it were. was really, really good to get away because of that. Yes, and so as we're getting all of this put together, though, the day before we're supposed to leave, you get a letter in the mail from oh, our... For Christ's sake. Homeowner's insurance. Your homeowner's insurance will be canceled as of like three days after we get back. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was a problem. Why was it being canceled? Because they're stupid. 
Yes. I understand that there's a policy and that we were supposed to get the roof fixed, but there was a roofer scheduled. They didn't give me enough notice. Right. And I've talked to another insurance guy about this. What they should have done is say, hey, your roof still doesn't have those tiles on it. You're going to have to get that fixed by this date. Otherwise, we have to cancel. Not just, you're canceled. Here's a check. And I was really mad about that, but I was even more mad because... We're trying to leave town. I'm trying to call the insurance guy, and he's not calling me back. You did try and call the insurance guy a lot. So guess what? He's fired now. We have different insurance. He is. But we had to get the roof tiles fixed anyway because nobody else is going to insure us with roof tiles missing either. But, yeah, the roof tiles were getting fixed, like, as we were leaving. Yes. My aunt was here watching the dogs, and so I left her check and instructions. And, you know, everybody has, like, multiple jobs. You're watching the dogs, and here's a check for the roofer. He will be coming on Monday. We'll be getting home on Tuesday. You need to be here when the roofer arrives, and when he leaves, you need to give him this check. She's all good with that kind of stuff. She she can manage. Makes sense to her. Even so, that's like crap timing for the insurance to decide that you're canceled. It was total crap timing. Because a mortgage company was sending me a letter right behind the insurance company's letter saying, hey, what's with your hazard insurance? Why is it, you need to send us an updated uh, document. Because we can't underwrite your mortgage if you don't have insurance. Yeah. That's a problem. I didn't want any more stress. And so bottom line, if this doesn't get fixed, we can lose our house and we're leaving town. Woo. See? Yeah. I told you nothing's ever really easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We we got it lined up enough that we were still able to leave town. Right. And we knew that the insurance policy was not going to actually expire till we have to expire we until after we got back. So then I still had to mess around with it when we got back. It was not fixed until you, Yeah, like it still took a couple days. Five oh two PM the day before it expired is when it got fixed. Ugh. So anyway. Getting ready for a trip. I had to think of all these trans guy things. Yes, that's where I keep trying to go, but okay. all these other things keep happening beforehand. Tell me about the trans guy things, please. Well, I have to think <laughs> things like, do I wear a packer? Do I not wear a packer? When I had to take my mom to the airport a time recently, I had an STP in my pocket, just the homemade one. I just put it in with my shoe and went through. And it wasn't a problem, so I figured that would be fine. But there's things to think of. of What are we doing while we're there? And is there anything in particular I need? Like, if we were going swimming, I probably would want a packer. Like, if we were going somewhere and going swimming. Not that we're doing that in the middle of winter in in Minnesota, but there's gyms. They go to the gym. So, that, that kind of stuff. Yes. And then there's also the concern of if you don't have testosterone, something horrible will happen and we will get stuck there past your oh, shot day. Yeah, true. I brought I brought my testosterone and a couple of needles with because I'm not having some big terrorism thing happens and I'm stuck in Minnesota with no testosterone. We have a general rule of thumb in our family that if you don't plan for something, if you don't plan for contingencies in case of something, then, then you might be screwed. So there. That something will happen. But if you plan for it, it's not going to happen. It's an umbrella. If you take your umbrella, it won't rain. If you forget your umbrella, it's totally going to rain. It was raining in Minnesota. It was raining in Minnesota. <laughs> and we did not have umbrellas. We did not. So there. You are correct. We just, did not. Just there's the proof right there. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, 
here we are trying to pack and we looked up the details on how to take needles and they have details for how to take diabetic needles, which are, you know, what, like a quarter inch long and tiny, tiny gauge. And then you need to take these inch and a half, 18 and 22 gauge needles. They're, they're longer than that, aren't they? No, they're an inch and a half. Okay. Because the ones that you got to put in your thigh that one time were one inch. Oh, that's right. And so the ones we usually have are one and a half. Okay. And we're like, oh, well, I hope this isn't a problem. But if it is a problem at security, then, you know, we'll just make sure that it's all packaged together. Here's the needles. Here's the testosterone. Here's the syringe and the... I think I forgot to take it out and put it in the bin. I put my vitamins and stuff in there. You're supposed to take out any medications and you're allowed to have them if you have a medical reason for having them. So I bring the ones with the labels, you know, like it's vitamin B, but it has a label on it. Mm -hmm. And I put them in the bags in the bin like you do your shoes and stuff. But I forgot to put the needle in both times. I didn't take the needle out of the backpack. Nobody said anything to me. And I was busy thinking about the binder because I had a binder because I had just had the revisions on my chest. Yes. And I still needed the binder, especially for flying, because you can get kind of swollen. Yes, you can. And so you didn't want any swelling underneath where you had just had fat tissue injected under your skin. You wanted everything to continue growing together and adhering properly. Mm -hmm. So there was no way you were not going to wear your tube top on the plane. Yeah, my tube top. <laughs> I I decided not to wear it through security on the way there. I was just doing it simple. I took it off, put it in the backpack, and on the other side of security, I went and put it back on. Which is funny because on the way there, they decided that I needed to get felt up. You did. I did because they said that my torso and especially my chest was especially dense. It was too dense. What did you say when I came away from getting felt up and told you that you came, they said my chest was too dense? You came over there and said they said my chest was too dense. And I said, have they looked at you? They did have to feel me up. And the reason that they gave me after that was they said your back scatter scan was too dense in the upper torso, but it's probably because you have metallic threads in your shirt. And I didn't even realize that that was going to be a problem, but I did. I had a sparkly shirt on. Right. And so don't wear sparkly shirts. You can wear binders through, but you can't wear sparkly shirts. Right, because I wore the binder through on the way back, in part because I needed it, but also in part because I thought, well, let's see what happens when I go through security. And it wasn't a problem. I just said to them, hey, I have a binder on for my back. I think you even called it a brace instead of a binder, didn't you? I probably did. I yes, said, I'm, I'm a wearing back a back brace. Because it's the simplest way to explain it to them. And they said, okay, no problem, and brought me to the side and swabbed it and stuff, which I always find very funny. They're swabbing your cloth thing. You're wearing an extra layer of clothing. They have to make sure that there's no residue from any sort of explosives, that you're not trying to be another underwear bomber. I told them, I said, I can take it off if I need to. And they said, no, no, that's okay. There you go. Yep. So... There is airport security. You go through and you tell them you're wearing a back brace and they will probably want to swab it, but they probably won't give a rat's ass that you're wearing it. Right. If I was wearing one of the other ones, I would probably say I had a compression shirt on. Right. And they could understand that. That's a that's a term that people are familiar with at this point. So that would also work. And your testosterone did not set off any alarms. Nobody said, hey, what's with this big needle in here? No, it was packaged in a Ziploc bag with a vial of testosterone. And so when people see a needle together with a medicinal vial. They saw it through the x-ray because I didn't take it out. They saw it together with the vial and so they didn't care. I guess not. So that's that. Yep. And then we actually got there. We did get there. That's totally great. We actually got there and our friends were not there yet. 
our newlywed friends were not arrived. Their plane got there about three hours after ours. Yeah. And so, like you said, we had to go to their house, get their workman's key hidden on their lot, and, and let ourselves in and go find their car keys and drive back to the airport to pick them up. Yeah, and they're affectionately named Roller Skate. Yes. It drives like one. It, it, it's a roller skate. It's totally a roller skate. A tiny little car that's a stick shift in it. It rolls fast. It does. It's got its own personality, I think. Mm -hmm. It's been trained by its owner. Yeah, he's driven transit before, though, so he just does He drives that. like a mad taxi cab driver in a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but again, we all know how he is. He could totally get a job driving a taxi in like Italy or somewhere really crazy. That would not be good for his blood pressure. True. <laughs> so anyway, did we get any trouble from everybody here, dog sitting and child sitting? I think that was probably the weirdest thing was that we didn't hear from anyone while we were there. No. No, we didn't hear from anybody, and that was totally great. It was great, even though I was like, are we sure everybody's still alive? And so it was good that we had the Find My Friends app, which it's funny. My good friend's new husband is still on my Find My Friends from when they used to live in the Bay and they were coming to visit us. Mm -hmm. And instead of texting them, where are you at, where are you at, we just put them on my Find My Friends. And so I'll go to look up where is our family at, like where's my husband and where are my kids and... All their phones are tracked on GPS on my phone. And so it'll say, like, George is two miles away. Child number one is three miles away. Child number three is three miles away. Your friend is 1,296 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was funny to see him being so close, but... Then, like, I would check on the map where were the kids at, and they're just at their dad's house. I didn't check. You didn't check? No. No? If uh, number two child wasn't at his mommy's, somebody would have been calling me. Yes. So. But he was able to be at his mommy's, which Even was... though I was 1,000-something miles away, they would have been calling me. Oh, they would still be calling you. Of yeah. course they would. It's just how it works. It is. We, but... we got to have a lot of fun there. We, we f had fun with our friends. We did. We had fun with our friends. They had some nice dinners. They took us out to eat a lot. And we got to visit with somebody special. We did. Yes. We happened to be in the Twin Cities, and you went and saw the Cherry Spoon Bridge, which you didn't actually think was a thing. I didn't think it was a thing, but once I saw it was a thing, I had to go see it. It is an actual thing. It's on Maddie's cover for her podcast. That's her little picture. The Minnesota Trans Atheist Podcast, Maddie Love, who hosts this really great podcast, and, you know, we've guested on her show before, and... And she's got all sorts of great opinions. I like listening to her. Her icon for her show is the Spoon Bridge with the Cherry sculpture in the Minneapolis Sculpture Garden. Is that what it's called? Anyway. Yes, it, it is. And they were doing refurbishing of other things, so we didn't see other things, but we got to see that. We did. And it's funny to me that you didn't even realize that that was like actually a thing. Like, There's I so knew many that was a thing. On the interwebs. How would I know that thing is a thing? I knew it was a thing before there was the interwebs. It was Minneapolis. It's the Spoon I, Bridge thing. Why would I have to know it's a thing? I didn't know. 
you thought it was a internet thing that she had found, but no, she actually had a picture of this actual sculpture that's a giant cherry on a giant spoon. Yes. And so we saw that, and we also got to have dinner with the woman herself. We did, and that was very nice. I told her it was funny to see her sitting there talking to us when I was used to hearing her voice, you know, my phone from a podcast. So, And she said the same thing, that it's funny to hear the words coming out of your actual faces. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great to, so to meet them. It was great. And um, she brought her wife along, which I think was probably mostly because she had no clue who we really were. And I think if I was going to meet somebody who I only knew from the internet, doesn't matter how long I've been listening to them and how much I think I know about them, I would still bring you along. Right. Well, maybe her wife wanted to go out, right? So we did go out, and it was nice, and we had pizza, and it was awesome. Yes, because they had gluten-free pizza there. They had gluten-free pizza there. Not that I could have something like that right now, but... No, but it was good that we got to do that, because then we had to come back and jump right back into being at work and... and fixing the insurance. Fixing the insurance, and I hung up the Christmas lights, and All kinds then, of good stuff. You know, being productive and parental and all sorts of whatnots. And then we had our kids for the weekend that we were scheduled to. And now we are very grateful that we got a break because now we have the kids for a weekend that we were not scheduled to. Correct. Because... Other parents are not available. The other parents are not available, which they have been available regularly for a really long time. Right. So it's good. Yeah. Like. They both have chronic health problems, and so we know that it's just sort of going to happen sometimes that they are ill and they are not available. Yes, they and have terrible health problems. It's always unfortunate when it happens to both of them at the same time, although this time it's actually for one and three's dad, not a health problem. He had to go back for a funeral. Because he doesn't give up his weekend with his kids very easily. He um, does not. Even if he's not feeling Even if he's not well, and even if he probably should be, like, at the hospital, he'll still take his kids. Yeah. But speaking of hospitals, you had to go to the urgent care today. Of course it would be on the weekend that we are stuck with kids extra when well, we wouldn't be. it could be worse. It could be our free weekend, and all I would have done was be sick all day and all night. You got to the hospital... And hospitals, or in this case, urgent care, they like to have you go in there with one person, like a nurse or an MA or whatever, and they ask you all the questions. And then the doctor, practitioner, somebody comes in, and then they ask you all the questions because they didn't believe you the first time or they want to hear it from you yourself or something. So what was interesting about it is I was thinking, okay, am I going to have to explain myself because I have abdominal pain? And I wasn't sure if I've given myself a hernia again. You have and had a hernia before. I have more than once. This did not feel like a hernia. Well, I wasn't sure if it felt like a hernia because it depends on what stage of the hernia you're having. <laughs> Fair. You know? And because I had such bad abdominal pain, I was afraid like if I did have a hernia, is there something being pinched and cut off or what's going on? So last night you thought you had gas. I did. And you took gas pills, and you had drank ginger tea, and you did all the right things for gas, but it wasn't better today. It wasn't better. And then you had a fever. And Grandma said, if I didn't have a fever, it probably was just constipation, and I should take some Maalox. Because... But, but then I got a fever. Grandma knows all these things. I called her to ask her, because she knows these things. She does. She pays attention. She's done more of this than we have. She has. Plus, when you're sick, you're not sure... Are you making the right decisions? Of course, here's the thing. I've been sick since last night around dinner time. I was sick all night, like just in pain all night. Like pain woke me up all night. You know, you haven't slept pain. well. 
and then I was sick all day. And I'm not like mom sick where you get up and do things. I'm man sick where I lay there and groan about it because it hurts. You I can't do anything anymore. totally get man flu now. I get man sick now. Uh, it's not even if I even if I don't have a flu, I get man sick. Yes, it's it's funny to me in a like mildly amusing but mostly intriguing way. You never did this before. Like you would just get up and do shit. And just do things anyway. You're the guy who broke your ankle and kept walking around on it and didn't go to the hospital until you were in symptoms of shock, vomiting uncontrollably and you wanted to go to the hospital to get something to stop the puking. Yeah. Not for your ankle that is broken. Before the puking, <laughs> because right. you're in shock from the ankle. Yeah, I don't do it like that anymore. I no, just, you don't. I just go lay down. I, I say, I can't, I can't, I gotta go lay down. You do gotta go lay down. That's it. Poor I guy. Can't do anything else about it. Ugh. And then eventually this afternoon, as I started to get a fever, I thought, okay, well, this is wrong, so I better go to urgent care. So you're really for real sick, not just man sick, if you're getting a fever. So I went to the urgent care. You can sign in online, so I just looked at which ones nearby us had the least amount of wait time, and I went there. And nearby is kind of a relative term around here, but... That's okay. So I went there, and... It was great because since I had signed up online, by the time I got there, it was my turn. Yay. Yeah. So I went in with the MA and I told her my problem. And I'm thinking to myself, am I going to have to explain myself? You know, this is a transgender. Mm-hmm. Things that happen to transgender people. Do I have to explain myself? But I didn't because the MA left and the practitioner came in and she looked at my chart on the computer and said, um, it says here you're transgender slash transsexual. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, okay, you know, because this is after I explained to her I have a stomach pain. I'm not sure if I gave myself a hernia, etc. And um, she said, okay, well, I just, I need to get an idea of what surgeries you've had and stuff. So I, I'm aware of what's going on with your body, you know, because I'm having a severe pain here. Yes. And uh, I understood that, so I explained to her. But it was all, like, totally clinical and totally respectful, it and was. nothing was, like, it, nothing making was you the, the weird, tell me all about you. No, nothing was weird about it at all. It was just like, you're talking to the doctor-type person, yes. practitioner, whatever. And I think it's great that they have a marker in there that your gender marker is transgender, so that they know to expect a blend of certain characteristics and a blend right. of certain anatomical features. And Well, and that's important because if I do have a hernia, that would likely be a different hernia than if I was born in a male body. Yes. The way the muscle groups are laid out and, mm-hmm. and such, where the hernia would occur. Right. And because I've had a hernia before, I could have one like on the other side or parallel to it or some other place something could pop out. But anyhow, right. we're not sure about that because she was also smart about those questions they have to ask you. Yes. About if are, you're... Are you sexually active? And I said, yes. And she said, with men or women? And I said, my wife. Because I thought it's smart that she's asking that. She's not just assuming anything. Yes. So I was impressed with that. Yay. And then she, you know, 
had me pee, and it turns out apparently I have a pretty good UTI, which surprised me because I didn't know that. And she said, I might still need a CT scan on my stomach. If I didn't feel better by tomorrow, then I needed to get a CT scan. Yes, which may or may not still happen, and we'll give you the update on that next week or whenever. She gave me antibiotics, and I do have reactions to some of them, so I had to make sure she was giving. She gave me one I never heard of. Must be something new. That's entirely possible, but if she knows what you're going to react against, then it shouldn't be in one of those families. She looked in the computer and said, you are allergic to these, and I said, correct. She said, I'm going to give you this. It's entirely different, and I said, thank you. Good. So I had to start taking that, and uh, I also have a bottle of Rotorooter juice. Magnesium citrate. I'm supposed to take half of it. It, I don't have to, but I could, and I'd just rather do that. To completely empty out your digestive system in case there is some digestive blockage or something going on, and we would figure that out by poking at it with Rotorooter juice. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my period early, and you got... Something. Possibly not a hernia. (laughs) Possibly not. I hope not. I really don't like it when I get a hernia. And we both got parenting duty. I looked up the surgeon that that, that fixed the last one to see if she was still working. Because she was a really good surgeon. Oh, good. Yeah, I felt bad for you because, you know, I'm laying here having a man illness. So I have to ask for everything. And you have your period today. So So today is the totally anemic, exhausted day. Like, the first day is always like that for me. Yep. Aren't we glad that we had a vacation to Minnesota? I'm really glad Minnesota? I, I had a vacation. It was very nice. It was relaxing. It Can was... you imagine trying to do this week without having had a weekend no. off, 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 away, no, because off? because I was already so stressed before we left, and it was great to see the boys. They were always the best house guests we ever could. Well, because they were our most frequent house guests, but anyhow. When they lived closer, they were here two or three times a year. They were easy house guests. They are just sweet guys and helpful, and they clean up after themselves, and they're just nice guys to have around. And then we got to meet Maddie and her wife, so that was really nice. I enjoyed that very much. I'm glad we got to do that. I'm glad we were able to refill our R&R gauges. I'm glad that I'm sick on a weekend that we have kids after all because... Because it would suck to have gotten sick when we were gone out of town or on a weekend that we should be enjoying ourselves without kids. Well, selfish of us, I'm sure, but whatever. Functional. Oh, wow. That's a good idea. I I wouldn't call it selfish. I would call it functional. Putting it that way sounds like a good idea. (laughs) All right. I think that's, that's probably it here. That is it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! And all the life that happens between them. Good job. Thanks.
I didn't have the sticky note. You've got it memorized. Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then eventually this afternoon, as I started to get a fever, I thought, okay, well, this is wrong, so I better go to urgent care. Yes. There's a person. There's a small girl. Hold on. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Night night, loveys. Did you see how they solved the problem in your story? Awesome. Quick dreams, I'll come in and give you loveys when I go. Oh, go to sleep. Drink some water and go to sleep. Okay. Okay. So. So. So he tends to work in a lot of either industrial or governmental uh, situations, position, positions, positions. I'm telling you the words. I know. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>